Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Despite one of the flattest weeks for the major indices in months, we are looking at fresh records at the open. Dow only needs 24 points to get there. As Kudlow says, a U.S.-China trade deal is getting down to short strokes. Here's Europe's action and yields as retail sales for October are mixed, as is Empire Manufacturing. Our robot begins with the record-setting rally. Stock set to rise again. As Kudlow says, a deal is getting close. Plus, quote, unmistakable bias. Amazon planning to protest Microsoft's military cloud contract win. And restoration hardware surging at the open. Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway revealing a new stake in the furniture retailer. Stocks are looking to make some more history a day after the S&P posted its 21st record close of the year. Futures up on comments from Larry Kudlow about progress in trade talks with China. Upbeat news about the consumer also adding to some positive sentiment. Government says retail sales rebounded in October up a better than expected three-tenths. But strip out gas, it's a miss. Strip out autos and gas, it's a miss. As the three-month average continues to slow, Jim. Look, I, I, there's just the mixed pictures keeps making it so it's bullish. It's amazing. If it were too strong, then we would have to say that J-PAL's done. I mean, they still play in by this tax of J-PAL. Uh, there's just enough tease with trade talk. I have my view on what's happening right now, and it's not as sanguine as what people are saying. We can go into it whenever you want. This is about farm. It's about ag. And it's about, this is my understanding, it's not necessarily about soy, a lot of pork involved because they actually don't have pork. So in other words, this is not one of those buys where they're, they're making it so that the president ha- has a win. They need pork. because African swine. Yes, the African swine fluids. So let us would confirm that. I do not think that they're going to buy one more slice of bacon than they need and that the president's not happy with it. So... Uh, there's some Chinese state media, South China Morning Post today, saying getting to 50 to 60 billion would be really difficult for the exact reasons you're getting. To. Yeah. So I mean, Larry's got a very positive narrative. Other people in the White House are saying, are you kidding me? They need they need pork so badly and they're negotiating. Are you kidding? Here's the price you must pay. And so that's the kind of thing, because the Chinese don't seem to want to pay the price. It's a defeat. For the president, if Larry's out there saying, hey, listen, there's a deal, because the president doesn't want to be trapped into making a deal. He wants a deal that's great for farmers and that pays a lot for the pork that otherwise you couldn't get. So I think that the Chinese are being very adept at basically saying, that, hey, we, want, we got a great deal for you. But it is a great deal for them. And the president, I think, is sensitive to losing here. So you don't, I mean, after a year of watching Larry say there's a breakthrough, positive progress, so fantastic surprises. You're not buying it. Larry's a very optimistic fellow. <laughs> yes, I worked is. with Larry for four years. He's optimistic. Very much so. He's optimistic about, I don't know, Davey's optimistic that you'll wear better clothes on Monday. I mean, he's always optimistic. 
but all right. Well, it's just a, an aside. I was looking my, for something. My Friday uh, attire, okay? Yeah, okay. No, you, look, not to be facetious. He's he he's very pro a deal. There are I call them the technocrats. This is the John Thornton, Hank Paulson, Henry Kissinger, Steve Mnuchin, uh, Larry Kudlow. All want this to be about trade. Now there are other people in the White House. We know where Lighthizer is. Uh, we know where Peter Navarro is, who say it's not about trade. It's about the seven deadly sins. It's about giving up on all, everything from stop sending us deadly fentanyl to uh, stop the state-sponsored uh, subsidies. And a pork deal does not answer that part of the question. It's not ideological. Well, market obviously doesn't agree with I mean, they They're optimistic, too. Well, I think the market likes to be... The, the market's a little delusional. Uh, but if the Chinese say we'll pay the posted price of pork, then the president has something to crow about. So they don't think that they're saying, listen, the $10 billion extra that you want us to pay, the 15 we're not going to do it. If they come up to the president's price, we'll have a deal instantly. Instantly. And then everybody's happy. Mm. And the market is right. So it's really up to the Chinese to make it so that whether this market is going to be good. But meantime, their, their pork inflation's like double digit, right? How long can they sustain they that? They need our pork. It is... It's it's kind of anti-Diluvian, but that's what it's about. And the hardliners are saying it's not about pork at all. It's about giving it. And they picked this wrong issue, the Chinese. They're negotiating over something that they would have to buy anyway. This is not soy. I remember when DuPont was telling me, they they switched to Brazil. Brazil. Well, you know, you could switch to Brazil you want. They don't have the hogs. They don't. It's like not having the horses. They don't have the hogs. They don't, David. David, they're on the hogs. Got it. I'm so, I mean, really? I never thought we'd be spending this much time talking about pigs. Well, it's bacon, Top of the show. David, it's General Cho. In what country is General Cho outranked by a colonel? Dr. Fred Oh, yeah. There's no anything. You ever been to a Chick-fil-A on Sunday? No. They're not open on Sunday. There you go. Finally. Finally, he knows something. Um, all right, so then when does reality sink into Well, stocks? no, I think this is up. Honestly, there will be a deal if the Chinese come up $10 billion. So, $10 billion. Yeah. $10 billion in pork purchases. And there'll be a deal. And we'll get a phase one signing. And we'll get uh, J.P. Morgan will be in there, whamma jamma, credit card. And um, December 15th never happens? No. December 15th is fine. Restoration Harbor, by the way, is made their... They, they're making all their stuff, moving out of China dramatically. Everybody's doing that. Now, the hardliners are saying, let's keep stringing them out. Everyone's moving out of China so fast. But the president wants a deal on his terms, and he'll go, the Chinese have to come up. They have to come up right now, and the market goes to gazillion, and Larry is on saying we got a big victory. But the Chinese— you don't, Wait, you don't think a signing is a sell-the-news event? No. Really? No, because it, it's the beginning. Well, there are other hardliners are saying, listen, all we're going to give them is that one thing. But if the market goes up big, President loves the market going higher and loves Larry. President loves Larry because Larry's been pretty great for the stock market. I, look, I think that they're going to be the Chinese just have to stop playing hardball over something they need. They need it. They don't need the source. Yeah, but why? I mean, just we, we're, we'll end this discussion in a moment. But they found other sources of soy. Why can't they find other sources of pork? The amount of, because as Zoetis would tell you, we're the only real certified. We're good. You know, our pork is not tainted. 
Uh, it is. I, look, you know, at one point we could have been talking about the Soviet Union and bread. You know, they ran out of bread. So I think that this is one of those cases like the Soviet Union where they needed our bread. OK, These, they need our pork. So the last thing I'll say about it is, is that they could they could make one phone call this weekend and we could have a talk. We could have a deal. And you think that's market positive? Yes. All right. I don't. Will they act rationally? Will they feed their people and give the president a win? That's the question. All right. We're going to obviously watch it um, as we do every day. Other big story this morning, Amazon is planning to challenge Pentagon's decision to award that $10 billion cloud computing contract to Microsoft. Amazon contends that politics may have played a part in that award. The president, of course, a longtime critic of Amazon and its founder, Jeff Bezos. In an email to CNBC, Amazon says, quote, numerous aspects of the Jedi evaluation process contained clear deficiencies, errors, and unmistakable bias. And it's important that these matters be examined and rectified. Obviously, this is a big deal even for a company the size of Amazon. This is a really hard-fought contract. I mean, it went on for years. Amazon always seemed to be in the pole position, but they had a lot of people after them. I've been, there were people trying to spread information about bias, frankly, the other way or about different things that went on at DOD, even under Mattis. Uh, all I can say is it's not a surprise that they would, that they would do this because it was something of a surprise that it didn't go to Amazon. They seem to be the favorite along the way. Um, and you have to take into account the president's comments and his contempt for the Washington Post right. and its owner, Mr. Bezos. Um, it's a big $10 billion. It's not an insignificant sum of money. Two years ago, it wouldn't be a question. The Amazon web services would be vastly superior. I now think that Satya Nadella, Microsoft, they have a very compelling product. You know, if it's six or half dozen, you know, honestly, I don't think anyone who is choosing right now to use uh, Azure is yeah. choosing to use an inferior product. I think Azure can be equal. Now, Amazon Web Services, to their own credit, keeps cutting. You know, they've cut prices like 40 times. But uh, and I could argue that they could cut price and give the better government a better deal. Uh, I don't understand how they negotiated this. Why didn't the government go back and say, listen, we'll give it to you. We'll pay half. Why didn't the government do that? Uh, did the government? We don't know. We it's don't been a very know. opaque we don't, yeah, policy. Yeah, it's been somewhat opaque. Listen, Oracle was in there, uh, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, maybe even some IBM, I think, at some point. Um, They're not competitive. It was a, you know, but it was a very toughly fought uh, battle. Um, don't forget, Amazon already had the CIA's cloud computing, at least in some in some fashion. Now, the CIA may be going out yet again for a, for a bigger uh, cloud presence and a, a new contract, but this paves, you know, that's all, this is also linked to that in future contracts. The revenue sources, you might imagine, the revenue uh, is going to be enormous coming from the government mm -hmm. as it moves various, everything's, even everything's the highest level, of, highest level of sensitivity uh, outside, of, uh, outside of the premises. Well, do you think that the, the president the just put his finger on the scale here? I have no idea. Would you be surprised? Is there anything in any way, given his behavior, that would surprise you? I've never seen that before. It's a podcast. He didn't speak. I don't need to. Look, uh, we got that legendary, Wall Street, uh, legendary Ukraine funny man making the calls there. He was supposed to be really funny. I don't know if you've seen his stuff. Never. No. I don't speak the language. 
Guys, we're going to keep our eye on uh, House Intel once again today, the impeachment inquiry hearings as the former U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine to Ukraine uh, testifies. And now a new memo from the White House for that. We'll get to Elon Mui. Elon. That's right, Carl. The White House has now released a memo uh, between President Trump and President Zelensky that occurred on April 21st. It was about 16 minutes long. And in this call, President Trump extends an invitation to President Zelensky. According to the memo, he said that uh, when you're settled in and ready, I'd like to invite you to the White House. We'll have a lot of things to talk about, but we're with you all the way. President Zelensky then accepts the invitation and says he looks forward to the visit. Zelensky also extended an invitation to the president to visit the Ukraine for his inauguration. Now, this is important because, of course, the president has been saying that there has been no quid pro quo in his dealings with Ukraine. In this exchange, he was extending an invitation to Zelensky without any conditions on it. And, of course, they're releasing this memo of the phone call just as the House intel hearing uh, gets underway. So we will continue to uh, read through this text and also monitor the hearing. I believe uh, Chairman Schiff is still in his opening statement, and we'll bring you the latest as we have it, guys. All right, Elon, thanks for that. Uh, in the meantime, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and countdown to the opening bell. Tons of news to get to, of course, this morning, including NVIDIA and AMAT and Under Armour and Berkshire, as we mentioned, Restoration, uh, JCP. Let's uh, get the pre-market here. Squawk on the streets back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. We got retail sales. Let's get industrial production with Rick. Yes, this is not a good number. Industrial production down eight tenths of one percent. That's a steep drop, double the expectations. We're looking for down four tenths. We did garner one tenth in a revision, but still negative from minus 0.4 to minus 0.3. Let's look at capacity utilization, 76.7, 76.7. And that uh, is the weakest number uh, going back to, uh, oh boy, we have to go back quite a ways there. That's the weakest number since September of 2017. Now, Let's look at what's going on with regard to the marketplace. Keep in mind, interest rates are up a little bit on the day. We're up a basis point in tens. But as you open the chart up for till Tuesday, because bond market was closed on Monday, you can see we've deteriorated down 11 basis points and from a key level right in the low to mid 190s. If you look at what's going on in Europe, boons, which in many ways I think sparked some of the selling a little over a month ago that really started to push rates up and create some optimism paired with some better data at the time and maybe more optimism in the announcement of phase one. Boy, it certainly gave up ground. Down eight basis points on the week. And the dollar index, it is now just hovering above 98. Last Friday, it closed at 98.35. We would have been up on the week. But as you see on this two-day chart, gave up a lot of ground yesterday and we're not gaining it back today. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. Have a great weekend. Very much, you too, Rick. All right, let's get to uh, Matt Dash here as we count you down to our opening bell. We got what, 17 minutes or six? Sorry, 14 minutes, 13 minutes, 13 minutes. I like to count down here. 
Last mad dash of the week. NVIDIA reports I'm, earnings. They're my head's a little chilly. It's cold in New York, people yeah. don't know. So I, I like put on my cap NVIDIA there. cap. Why? Because the quarter was excellent. The guide may not be enough. Because a lot of people say, listen, if the quarter was so great, why did they guide up? Uh, there's some issues about whether gaming is strong. That's ridiculous. It's seasonal. David, this is a story about artificial intelligence and machine learning. This is a story about, say, Alexa. How does Alexa know? Now, I'm just picking one. They don't reveal clients. But they can think around the corner. They are so many years ahead of everybody else. And it's also about gaming in the sense that they, can, they, have, they have graphical users. They have GPUs that make it so that it's so lifelike that you'd never want to play on any oh, of the games now. Nintendo is a big customer. We know that. Right. That was they, a big quarter for They them. sold a lot of a lot of uh, Exactly right. Wow, that's good. Um, but Jensen Wong has delivered again and again. There are people right now who are skeptical saying, listen, this stock just did this. Sorry. Wait, I've got to hit um, something else. Okay. Uh, anyway, the... Here, try this. Now draw? try it. Okay. okay. That this move was entirely because of this quarter, and now it's what have you done for me lately. I think it regains the high. By the way, you know, one of the things, David, is that people don't talk about anymore, they do simulations. They do simulators, say, for airplanes. Well, isn't that interesting? Don't the pilots need to have another 20 hours? That's a lot. You think it regains the high? Yes. Really? Yes, because they're so far ahead of everybody else. David, I, when I went to NVIDIA, they have robots. They say, hey, get me a cup of coffee. And the robot goes, you know, gets you a cup of coffee. What about your buddy Lisa Sue and AMD? Are they a competitor they're in cousins, this market you know, or they're no? Related. They're related. Jensen that has Wong. nothing to do with whether or not they're competitive. Well, on gaming, yes, they are competitive. And, and uh, there's no doubt if you speak to their executives, they will say Lisa Sue's done an amazing job in AMD. But she is not in AI at their level. No one is. No one is at their level. Their stuff, you can basically, David, here's one. You like a song? Well, how, Would you like violins in the song? You can use that artificial intelligence and decide, listen, I'm going to put violins in that song. doesn't have it. And it learns the song. The machine learns the darn soul. You listen to Billy Joel and decide you want to put a ukulele. Well, there's only 10 instruments they can put in. I don't know, but I met Billy Joel the other day, and he said, can I have a selfie? Billy Joel, me, selfie, to me. Yeah, we heard about And then he that. said separated birth. That was the... He asked me for a selfie. I'm aware. Do you know how many times I've wanted his picture? But America's close... aware. Do you know that I'm the, the spokesman for the American Migraine Foundation? Yes, they know that, too. They know that, too. Opening bell coming your way. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. 
You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. A lot of familiar dynamics in play this morning as industrial production comes in worse than 17 months, largely due to GM. But we're looking at record highs as the market's hoping for a trade deal still opening bell in about seven minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in just over four minutes as we put uh, this week to bed here on this Friday. A ton of news, Jim, as we just got this pouring through this industrial production number, which, as we said a moment ago, is largely GM related. Right. Look, it's really hard to try to figure out. I I keep going back to that Walmart quarter yesterday. 275 million people a week go there. Stock reversed. And I, I didn't really understand the reversal. The stock should be higher, but... Doug McMillan kept saying the same, the consumer is strong, the consumer is strong. So if you're, if you sell into the consumer, you're doing very well. And if you sell into the manufacturer, you're not. In yesterday when we had, uh, I thought it was kind of seminal. I don't know if people pay, pay attention, but when we had Chuck Robbins on, he sells into big companies. Big companies are pausing. And he said something really interesting to David, which is it takes more people, more people have to sign off. And that's when, that's the kiss of death, because if we're able to sign off, then it's like let's delay, let's delay. The consumer, no, it's like you know whatever they need, give it to them. And I'm going out next week to Dreamforce because the thing I don't know is how about software. I know Mark Benioff thinks business is incredibly strong. We know that uh, that, that Ryan said that uh, Adobe is very strong. Shantanu. So I think that that area is strong, but that is, I, I was talk, doing some work on, ser- on service now. Their business is very strong. So I think that you're okay if you're in that software as a service. You're really good if you're selling to consumer, and you're just awful yeah. if you're selling to worldwide industrial. Well, you're going to be a dream force, and we'll also get a ton of retail earnings. Yes. Uh, Walmart being the first of many, but I see yesterday Cowan upped PVH target, Dick's target, the cold weather is helping, markdowns are controlled. Well, also, uh, look at Kohl's. My chapter just knows it had been a disaster, frankly. Suddenly it's back. Uh, uh, Penny. People like JCPenney's, I know, just like you would say, not really much of a factor. No. But they do have Sephora in there. But Watch has been incredibly strong. That's where the action is. And I know David's got some on this journal Under Armour uh, piece about aggressive accounting and dumping at off-price retailers. You know, they they came back to the story that they did, what was it, last week. Right. Um, Under Armour itself just responding and saying they're aware of the recent media coverage and firmly believe their disclosures and accounting practices have been entirely appropriate, and the management and board have reviewed the matter extensively. They go on to say over the last two and a half years, stand by the company's financial reporting um, because the investigation is ongoing. They're constrained beyond that, but they do say they can't address every allegation. Um, that's where know. it stands. I mean, it's one of those things It's very hard. They, a lot of this, I think, revolves around sports authority. Sports Authority had financing to be able to buy Under Armour stuff. Under Armour sends a lot to them, and then under, then Sports Authority closes. So it's very hard, just like it's very hard for Hasbro to figure what to do with Toys R Us. 
Uh, and all these things kind of coalesced at the same time. I did not see a smoking gun in that story. No, I there think was that's, no the, that's the general take on the story, is yeah. that... Where's the smoking it's gun? Hard to, it's hard to square that with uh, a legitimate probe of any kind of... Uh, this is not Valiant, where they were sending it in order to no, stuff the channel. No, but it has been going on for a long time. You were that's very a, outspoken in, in criticizing them for not having disclosed it. Well, but then again, uh, when I did some more work on it, because the Justice Department did not specifically tell them what they were investigating, they didn't know what to disclose. That was the wrap internally. Like, what do we disclose? That the Justice Department's been hanging around? The Justice Department didn't tell. It wasn't until they leaked it to the journal today that they got, no, this is, they didn't really know what to say. That's why they didn't disclose. Like, what do we do? The Justice Department's in our building? I mean, what do you do? Charge them. You know, it's like when you're in the station house. I'm leaving if you don't charge me. Got it? Yeah. Wait, you don't like that answer? We're critical. Well, they come back and they're saying, if you charge us, we'll disclose. Interesting. They, they, they haven't charged it. The journal's charged me. But the journal doesn't have subpoena power, David. <laughs> There's the opening bell on the S&P 500. Breath's pretty good here at the open. At the big board, it's Broadmark Realty Capital uh, celebrating its IPO at the NASDAQ Movember, a global men's health charity. Do you let your beard grow a little thicker in November, Jim? I don't know. I got this guy cuts my hair. Clever barber. I say, do whatever you want. I don't care. He does whatever he wants. I like you with the hat. He charges me $40. It's kind of a... You like that? A sharp hat. $40, I give him a nice step. Flip him. I don't know how much you flip them when you do things. I flip them. David, how about Applied Materials? How about that, AMAT? I mean, that conference call was like a, it was like Circus Maximus. You know, hey, we're crushing them. And they even said, look, NAND is definitely bottom. Now, I had dinner with Sanjay Maradra the other day. Sanjay's uh, Micron. He also agrees that NAND is bottom. Uh, there's, these guys actually signaled that uh, DRAM is bottoming. It was a joyous call, and particularly because they said this is the the uh, highest trough ever. It was only a four-quarter correction, and this, the company never really, you know, it used to be the old days you would get crushed during these inventory uh, gluts. Look at that chart, David. That's, that, that's a thing of beauty, that chart, if you, exactly. if you own the stock. Exactly, David. It's, yes. a bit of, it's kind of a, what would you call it, a Rembrandt? It's more realist, or do you think it's more post- Expressions. Postmodernism. Postmodern? Yeah. But it is such a good day. I have to salute them. And by the way, with saluting, look at Lamb Research. Lamb Research at 150 made a stand on their stock. Tim Archer, the great CEO, said, listen, we're buying every share. And people laughed. They all laughed at him. They laughed in the valley, David. Now look, they're not laughing now. I see uh, Lisa Sue's been added to the best CEOs of the year again this year. She was HBR's and, number one last year. Hey, Matt, uh, that's going to take you back to 61. is going to take you back to March of last year. It's incredible. And by the way, Lisa Sue, remember, people thought that that last quarter was not great. Stock fell from 33 to 31. Still one more buying opportunity. David, apparently there was um, unusual option activity. When was this? Yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, I was watching... You know, Scotty's got a lot of stuff going on there. Hey, we haven't mentioned billionaires. 
And now, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, Apple, 264, record high. Okay. I see JPM goes to 290 it today. A, it was a brilliant piece. It was a brilliant piece. The they, they are starting to talk about the bundle. This is going to reveal the lifetime value of a customer to Apple. This is what's going to do. Well, I'm sorry, what's the this? The bundle. You'll be able to figure out if a guy takes a bundle and say, okay, oh, a customer. Oh, you mean the, the linking together of do all the present services. Value. You can do the present value of a contract and be able to come up with what the value ultimately of it. And, and pretty soon, like, very like soon. 2020, right? Yeah, and I know when I ask him, and Josh laughs about it, Josh Lipton, but I've been saying this to them over and over, and, and they now finish the sentence. Would you like, I'd like to get the president and Luca, the CFO's value of the bundle. Yeah, you know, I use a broken record about breaking out service. Now I'm a broken record, and they're going to listen to me, and the stock's going to go to 300. And you should own it, not trade it. Not to mention that Cook and the relationship he's fostered with the president seems to have minimized any tariff risk, right? Well, you know, strange bedfellow, kind of crazy. But he's got a great representative with she. Hey, listen, 2 million jobs in the United States involving apps. Two million jobs in China. I mean, the guy is a jobs machine. He he provides more jobs than anyone other than maybe Walmart and and the government itself. Are you counting suppliers? Or wait, I'm counting all the suppliers, but also like when they have the yeah. I mean, I have friends. I have friends who who design apps. I designed an app that they you give them thirty percent. We have Snap CEO one Monday. Well, we tried to get Evan on um, a couple of weeks ago, That's and the big. fires intervened, as you recall. Oh, my. Uh, you know, he's the man. He's the man because if he can monitor, that's going to be the best interview of the year. That stock goes to 17 if he can say, interview I have. Year. Well, no, no, in terms of moving a stock. Oh. Because if he says the magic words, the consumer packaged good companies and I, we have figured out how to do programming. Mm-hmm. David, I don't know if you'd see, they have like 90% share of the people that everybody wants to reach. That's a big interview. I don't know who you got that. I'm a little jealous. Julia has that at 10 a.m. Monday. He and I are good friends. You and Evan? Yeah. That's great. He, he Congratulations. That's not a true statement. No, I know. No. Just want to make clear to America. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, You're not good friends. No, and, then, you know, I also want more than that T-shirt. I mean, <laughs> honestly, go to TJ Maxx and get, get a button down or something. Um, you did NVIDIA during the Mad Dash. The stock's not doing much of anything. I did, you know, I think it's worth every so often in just stopping because they do report adjusted EPS measures. Oh, you're going to blast them? I'm not. I'm not going to blast them, but I am going to take this as an opportunity to point out how much adjustment is going on in every single one of these. There's six billion in cash. They can put, they'll finish, the, Mellanox, Ebitda, they'll finish the Mellanox deal in the first quarter, David, so, and they'll buy back all the stock. Oh, they did delay. They did say it's going to take a little longer. We got Mellanox. European. We got a little Chinese um, yeah. indecision. They did go on. I mean, if you want to read the footnotes, the reconciliations adjust the related gap financial measures. They exclude stock-based compensation expense, legal settlement costs, restructuring, other acquisition-related and other costs, gains and losses from non-affiliated investments, interest expense related to amortization of debt discount, and the associated tax impact of these items were applicable. Just want people to know. There's a lot of adjustments going on. By the way, Microsoft doesn't adjust anything. Mr. Clean. It's not just Mr. Clean. I didn't like what you just said. About, I mean, that does hurts. It hurts the investment case. I admit that. Just like it hurt Salesforce's adjustment case, when that stock was at eight dollars. Mentioning 
what people, what companies are adjusting for. No, that's true. And if we didn't have good cash flow and there wasn't a big cash position, I would say, you know what, we got to do more digging. Right. But, so you're absolutely right. You want to pay no, adjusted I'm not, gap. I don't, I'm not picking on. No, no. And you're right. The adjusted gap. I just wish it were just. I like apples to apples. There's not. I mean, we have adjusted gap when we do. And by the way, that's the other thing. Every, every, one per, one company's adjustments is not another company's adjustments. They adjust for different things. Right. Well, and by the way, companies that are serial acquirers but are adjusting every single quarter for acquisitions. Do you see GE? GE's trying to make it so that it's going toward what you want. Right. The GE's, cannabis stocks are not going. He's just want. pushing up on a hundred billion dollar market cap again. That's notwithstanding Tusa's note from uh, Wednesday, where he said that GCAS remains a tool to manage quarters, essentially, right? I, uh, I'm, a, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it for the record, okay? He has become very boring. Really? Yeah. You've turned on Tusa. Yeah, I have. I've turned on Tusa. Because he didn't nudge his, what's his target? Is it, it still it, five or six? Look, when it was at six, he had an opportunity. Tusa happens to be one of the nicest people in the world. But the fact is, is that... The stock is saying, look, that was really good. That was solid work. But, <laughs> but it, that was terrific, on. but we moved on. Now, I'm not willing to take a helmet to Tusa's head. I'm not going there. Good. I'm right. glad to hear I'm that. not going there. Uh, but I will, thro- I will throw a red flag, challenge flag to his most recent research. And it, it may be one of those, it may be a defense, you know, I'm challenging the defensive holding. But his stuff, as good as it is, is no longer relevant to the stock price. Now, you want to be right, but more important, you want to be relevant. And he's not relevant. He's still relevant to 3M, but he's not relevant to GE. That's interesting, Jim. Yep. Uh, Aurora is catching up to the Tilray Kronos. Uh, what, do we call it a disaster at this point? Yeah, I mean, oh, geez. I mean, we go to Aurora, the analysts, the long knives are out. A lot of people have been calling about, you know, burning the whole crop in Canada, you know, kind of like an agricultural adjustment in the 1930s. That piece was just, the, the Aurora quarter was an abomination. The best thing that they're doing is that they're cl- canceling a giant facility that they were going to build. It's just, I mean, look, this quarter is just, I don't know, these, they're setting benchmarks here. Uh, we get, he said, oh, here, MKM has a fantastic piece. Aurora's curtailing capital spending by immediately ceasing construction on Aurora Nordic 2. And the Aurora Sun to more closely yes. align with demand expectations. It's not, wow, what a chart. Holy cow. We had Canopy CEO, interim CEO, was yesterday as well. Yeah, that was, oh, actually, I heard that. They have inventory issues. They're trying to get a lot more stores built quickly for distribution purposes. Places like Ontario, where they have one for every 600,000 people. You know, there's a place in North Ontario. Blue, blue window across the sky. Well, that's where they need to. They need to open that blue, blue window that Neil Young had and throw all the cannabis in because there is way too much cannabis, that's and why. they can't. Can't remember cannabis grows a big stake by Constellation Brands. Very it turns much. out that the way you want to do the thing you had to have was hard seltzer. They might have wanted Truly. to wait until the stock was down here. They have enough. They can just like take your company where private. They, they don't really do have a CEO. Deal. That gentleman is 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 resigning. It's isn't it interesting that no one seems to maybe take that CEO job. Unless it could be like a bed bath where suddenly the Target merchandise guy takes it. I don't think so. They, Constellation has a very good CFO, and he's on the board of Canopy, and I think they'll pick up pick someone good. But 
it is very frustrating because America did not go this way. And Kronos, it looks, people are starting to think that Kronos is joining Jewel with hapless, well, I think hapless investments. You had, you had oversupply. Uh, you had, I think, vaping. Maybe the cannabis vaping so problems might have hurt. It's so important. Yeah. People don't know what, now there are people who say, listen, it's a particular chemical. But uh, the edibles, not coming. Where's the cannabis beer? Not coming. Lack of follow through from major uh, CP, right? PepsiCo and Coca-Cola. Consumer packaged goods. You, you, you've got James Quincy on the record saying, listen, no, no. Uh, you, Johnson, no. I mean, we need these companies. The, the, you know, Campbell Soup could use a little cannabis. It's not happening. I don't believe And THC, by the way, you can't even mention it. Nothing changed. THC sends you to jail. One of the things, the problems that everybody has is that this, we don't know what the troop or the police, when they pull you over, we still don't know. Each person reacts differently. You have 90 proof liquors. And people react 90 proof. It's pretty everybody. But you do not THC. One guy's, uh, one thing, one guy's square of a THC chocolate bar is equal to enough to send you to the moon. And another guy, it's like, give me another. I don't feel any different. Mm -hmm. David? Yeah, dosing is very uh, uncertain. You have to be very careful. Thank you. Hey, finally, Jim, uh, Euro's at its highest level against the dollar since November, early November. Yeah. And then Babel has a note about um, rotation out of U.S. into Europe. Look, It flows into Europe NEM. Yeah, I mean, after Brexit, things are good. Now, Chuck Robbins from Coldwater, Cisco CEO, on any turn... In Europe, I am getting lots of people who are saying, you know what, there's starting to be some activity in Europe, uh, chiefly Spain, some in Germany, uh, but nothing really to make you excited. What we need to see is a bank revival. Uh, the biggest bank in Europe not doing that well. You know what that is. Say it. Say it. I demand that you say it. No. Santander. Banco Santander. Stop it. That's making fun of... of uh, you do that all the time. No, I stopped doing it. Oh. I stopped doing it, okay? I just want to make people know I don't make fun of that, and that bank is darn good. I'm using them in Mexico, and they do a good job. Anna Boutine survived. Everyone else? No. Martina Posky. Keep your money there overnight. What'd you do? Yeah. Maybe. Record highs across the board. Uh, 3106. Let's get to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, new highs. Uh, retail sales uh, a little better than expected. Industrial production not so good. So mixed economic news. But again, we're sort of moving on the trade headlines as we often do here. So here's your trade headline movers, semiconductors, banks up. We finally got the yields up today after several days of down moves in yields. Banks have been a little bit on the weak side. Transports, there's another trade mover here. Uh, retail doing well. Retail across the board is doing well this morning. Uh, utilities a tad weak. Uh, as the yields have moved to the upside right now. If you take a look here uh, for the week here, this sort of reflects the indeterminate nature of the week because you've got semiconductors up and utilities up uh, on the weeks. Banks are still down because, remember, we had a significant move down in yields this week. Uh, Again, a lot of this is just trade confusion. We're not quite sure what exactly is going on, how close to a deal we really are, and the markets kind of uh, reflect that. I know there was a little bit of disappointment on NVIDIA uh, and what was going on there and somewhat light guidance, but look at applied materials, semiconductor capital 
medical equipment company. And uh, the old high is $61. And we are essentially there. We're sitting right at the doorstep of an historic high for applied materials. The numbers were excellent. And the guidance, the sales guidance for applied materials was outstanding. And they have raised numbers right across the board. Sales guidance, uh, excuse me, price targets raised at J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, RBC. And of course, uh, over at Nomura, they upgraded uh, applied materials. The important thing about applied materials, this is largely Asian sales company here. Only 9% of the revenues are in the United States. And the rest are essentially, the major part, are all in Asia. China, South Korea, Taiwan, Japan. So when they raise the sales guidance, that's a good sign that we're certainly not seeing a, a, a collapse in demand for a semiconductor capital equipment company. Remember, that's the, the equipment that actually makes the semiconductor stuff itself here. Finally, retail sales. Uh, I have four things that I like to watch in retail sales. Easy to understand for everybody. And generally good news overall. Internet sales, 14%. That's a strong number. This is year over year. That's the way I like to watch this. That's a good number, close to the highest numbers of the year. Restaurant and bars always like to watch that. People are still going out, up 5%. That's another very strong number that you're seeing overall. And, of course, we, we all know what's going on in department stores. This is a weak number. Uh, but we've been seeing this all year, apparel down 3%. So people are still going out. They're certainly spending a lot. They're spending online a lot. Those numbers keep going up. It's the stores, in-store numbers that keep going down here. Just a confirmation of trends we've been seeing all throughout the year. Sitting just off the highs for the day. Carl, back to you. We'll see you in a little while, Bob Pisani. Meantime, Bob Iger sharing his secrets of success on a learning site called Masterclass. The Disney CEO offered up some negotiating strategies. There's no way that you can achieve great gains uh, without taking great chances. I'm going to cover a number of subjects. Leadership attributes, how to manage creativity, how to develop a strategy. The role of humor in the workplace is just an extraordinary distraction, and there really is no place for humor at the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> Interesting. Masterclass, of course, does online videos. They've had Steve Martin teaching comedy and uh, Anna Leibovitz teaching photography. He talks a bit about going into negotiation, putting everything on the table immediately. Well, he, look, first of all, in his book, he's the only person who seems to be friendly with Steve Jobs, toe-to-toe. Uh, in the book, there's this great moment of humility where he's basically fired. You know, he's learned. He learned from his uh, setbacks. Uh, and in the end, I think he's a very inspirational figure. I, I think that we're just now beginning to learn who he is. He's starting to open up. He's always been pretty buttoned down. And the more he talks, the more you realize he's teaching younger people how to be in business. I, he's actually transcended, I think, the elder. Like, my generation is the generation that says, you have migraine, take two, take two uh, et cetera. He's that. He's not that. He's starting. To, he understands younger people. And maybe it's because of the theme parks. I don't know. But he has a tremendous bead on what it was like when he was younger. And a lot of people who are successful have forgotten. Not him. He also talks about his dad and what it meant for his dad and his trouble yep. and what it meant for yep. him. And you took, he had the stuff in there. He attacks people. I think he felt he was going to be retired. He when did. he wrote that book. It actually is evidence that he really did think he was not going to be the CEO any longer, the fact that that book came out. I know. Because he committed to it in some time in advance when he thought he was going to be. 2021, obviously, is now uh, the year, and there's a lot of debate and question about who it is going to, who it is that is going to replace him. And as next year we move into it, it will become 
certainly yeah. something we tend to. I want to be one of the on. hundred people fired who make millions of CBS. Boy, they quietly fire a lot of people at uh, Disney. Don't forget. Yeah, that's true. Fox deal, a lot of people. Well, uh, make it less quiet. That's another. He's he's good at that too. He actually talks about uh, the price paid for the Fox assets as part of this video. Uh, last week, of course, he mentioned bringing more sports to big networks, uh, yeah. Disney networks, which brings us to football, Jim. I mean, you talk about water cooler moments. This Miles Garrett moment last night is its one reason why people watch. Uh, it, they, it's something we have in common. Yeah. I, I, look, these are – everyone I know is sick about this. Uh, guys down there giving the business. But this is just, it's just lawlessness. It's just lawlessness. I think that someone's going to have to get prosecuted to finish this stuff. I do not know. Uh, very discouraging. By the way, Bob Backus was talking about why the NFL is going to stick with CBS, which is the incredible, uh, how good the coverage is, how beautiful. That was, I mean, I hate to say it, but the, the, that was the most, uh, that was like the best footage I have ever seen. They had everything. Yeah, it's a very unfortunate moment. Not going to take away from the NFL's power, though. No. Uh, and when it comes to our part of the world and business, that 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 contract and the renewals, which is going again next year, be a be a big deal, particularly for companies like Viacom. Viacom CBS, is so co- Bob Backus uh, is so confident, David. Fox. He's so confident. And for Disney, ABC has said it will participate, and Amazon as to what they're going to try to peel and, away. And they and NBC flexed the Eagles down to a one o'clock game. How the mighty have fallen. We were supposed to be the night game. America's game's better. Not to stay up late. It has been quite a year for Snap. Uh, stock's been on a tear, as you know, with a gain of more than 160%. As we mentioned earlier, Monday, an exclusive with Evan Spiegel right here on Squawk on the Street at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Record highs for the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P. We're at 3107. S&P record high, obviously best gain for the year so far in about five years. And here's some of the leaders for 2019, AMD, Lamb Research, KLA, Xerox, and AMAT having a very good day today. Dow's up 97. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Live person. When you speak to some people, when you call on a data, data center or call center, sometimes you get live person. Uh, and then Covetris, which is anyone who has dogs. My dog, of course, is named NVIDIA and uh, uses Covetris products for inflammation. Uh, NVIDIA, my dog's not doing so well today. Oh. I think there was a guy who questioned their accounting. That's not true. Just a lot of adjustments going on with your dog. You question Under Armour's accounting. You question their accounting. Is there anyone's accounting you're not questioning? A lot of adjustments. Okay. And then next week we'll see a Dreamforce? Yeah, and I got to tell you, the lineup there, my people tell me, is so good that I'll be at 3, 3 a.m. with you. <laughs> and they usually book it pretty well. They do. Yes. They're great. Heather Gaines, fantastic. Katie <laughs> Spencer, amazing. You, you, got a great, you have a great team. And Regina Gilgan, executive producer. It's never easy being out there because nope. you're doing everything live. We have to crush it. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.